What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome back to another week of the What the Fanboy Show. My name is Tyler. To my right is the beautiful Brett Eitzen. Mm. Oh, hello. Gorgeous. And we have a special guest this week. Yes, we do. Which is weird to call him a guest, uh, as he used to be a regular. <laughs> the We'll take him any way we can get him. I think what I think Luke always used to say, Chris the Stud Acker. That was my name in college. There we go. He is back this week. What's up, Chris? How's it going, guys? Happy to be back. This is, man, this place is, <laughs> you've, you've classed up the joint a little bit since the last time I was here. We dressed it up, but yeah. it's still. We're it's st- still the same old, It's still like, the same show. <laughs> <laughs> Dumpster fire on wheels. <laughs> we make it work. <laughs> what they don't see behind the scenes. It's it's pretty sketchy. It's all good though. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy to be back as a as a guest here. This is Well, you chose a good one to be back for. Okay. I mean, this episode's I can't believe Luke is missing this episode. I know. I feel so bad, but we can't we can't wait. Yeah. It, right? Like it's yeah. not one that you can just push back. Push back. So just, but, just had to leave the country. It's fine. But at the same time, I know Luke's probably having a blast and we miss you. I hope yeah. you get back safely, and we'll see you Saturday. Yeah, yeah, Saturday. Saturday. We'll see you Saturday. Because we're so. supposed to. Oh yeah, that's another behind the scenes. That is behind the dumpster scenes fire dumpster fire. Thing. Yeah. No one needs to know about. Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> Chris, we're gonna let you kick it off. It's been a while since we talked to you. So, what have, what have you been up to? Uh, the past, I don't know. December, right? December. I said, yeah, last time this I was December? here was Smash. Yeah. Smash. Uh, well, I played Smash until I unlocked all the characters. And then haven't played it since. Haven't played it since. <laughs> um, I actually played a little bit last weekend because I was in Texas with an old friend of mine that we went through playing Smash and Melee and Brawl and all that together. So we played a little bit of of Smash on the Switch, and it's still the best Smash game since Melee, I think. Um, but. More recently, um, I've been playing, um, I played through Celeste again. Oh, um, such a good game. Such a good game. And so I'm actually going through and trying to get all the strawberries now. Like actually trying to 100% complete it, get all the strawberries and all the crystal hearts and all the mixtapes. So there's a handful of collectibles in that game. The B side? Yep. There's a C side too, isn't there? Not that I am aware of yet. But, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean no. I, don't I know. think I saw it somewhere. I don't know where. It could be fake. Okay, yeah, not that I know of. I could just be an idiot. Um, I've only tried a few of the B-side levels, and they are so hard. Super difficult. Like, I don't understand how to do them. I got like into like the second room in one of them and just couldn't do it. But like I've gone through, I've a hundred percented like the first four levels, I think. You're a machine. How many times have you died? Uh, well over a thousand. <laughs> that's like, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's such a good game. It's freaking beautiful. My favorite part about that game is the music. Yeah, the music in the that music game is, is great. so great. Um, and then I also picked up Cuphead. Oh. Um, while I was down in Texas uh, visiting that friend, it was just—it seemed like a great uh, co-op platformer we could play. That game is so hard. <laughs> That's what I've heard. We like we beat all the bosses on the first island, but we had to set it down to like the easy difficulty. Because like every time you start a boss, it asks if you want to do it on like the easy or the normal difficulty, and we didn't beat a single boss on normal. <laughs> 
I mean, neither of us have played a lot of video games for the last several months. So it's totally possible that we just suck at video games now. But man, that game is just so incredibly difficult. <laughs> but also really like it's like some games are difficult because they don't work well. Cuphead works great. Like it functions great. It's smooth. Like it's responsive. It all makes sense. It's just hard, <laughs> which I think can be a good thing. Like I think it's a great game so far. Um, I don't know if I'll play it much by myself. I think that's more of. It feels good. It's a co-op game. Yeah, I think that's more of a co-op game for me. Uh, speaking of co-op, one one last game that I've played since the last time I was here. Um, I've been playing Overcooked. Um, I've just been playing Overcooked. I haven't been playing Overcooked 2 because I wanted to try it out and Overcooked was cheaper. Um, if you're looking for a couch co-op game... That's the one? Overcooked is great. And so, like, I'm always on the lookout for the type of game that someone who isn't really in, like, the gaming world can still pick up and enjoy. Um... And I think Overcooked is one of those. So, like, like Smash Brothers. If I'm playing Smash Brothers and someone who doesn't play video games wants to play... (laughs) (laughs) It's not fun! Correct, kid. Unless, like, we do teams, then I really just do everything, and they are just, like... Running around. Running around. Um, Or, like, Cuphead, for someone who doesn't play video games, not fun, because it's so difficult. It would just get super frustrating. Mm. Um, But... Overcooked, it's in the same vein as something like Lovers in Dangerous Space Time for me. Gotcha. It's even even more non-video game player friendly than that, I think. Because there's like, you end up, you use like the joystick and two buttons. And it's, it's cooperative. And it's so much fun. It gets crazy hectic. I uh, definitely would recommend playing with four people. Um, and yeah, it's, I would highly recommend it for couch co-op. I would even recommend it for... Uh, something for the three of us and Luke to stream sometime. Ooh, <laughs> I'm always down for because if we could, a new game to stream. Yeah, we, we'd, all, we'd all have to sit like on a couch together. We could have a camera on the four of us just going crazy and yelling and screaming. <laughs> uh, and it just gets crazy hectic. And I think it's a lot of fun. I love um, it. So definitely I give that one uh, what's our highest rating? Booyah. Booyah. I give that one a booyah, um, especially for just for couch co-op, because that's kind of like that's a really a a dwindling genre. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Ever since, you know, Xbox Live and all that, couch co-ops have really taken a back seat for a lot of developers. And I think Overcooked does it right. Sweet. So have you have you read any new books? I know you like to read and typically when I talk about books, it's kind of just me that reads anymore. You do, yeah. Um, you're the you're a res- resident scholar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfor- <laughs> Wouldn't say that, but unfortunately, <laughs> I haven't been lately. Um, it's been more podcasts for me lately. Um, just, I don't know. Got any good recommendations for our listeners? Uh, for podcasts? Yeah. Uh, what the fanboy? Yeah, oh, I was hoping that was the first it. thing you said. Yeah. If it wasn't, I was going to punch you <laughs> yeah, in the face. Yeah, that is, that is up there. Um, if, you, uh, if you're looking for uh, D&D-based podcasts and you don't know a lot about D&D yet, 
check out the Adventure Zone and start from the beginning. Um, the Balance arc is their first, like, more than 50 episodes. They're playing D&D. It's great. They don't know how to play D&D, so they kind of <laughs> figure it out Perfect. as they go. If you're looking for a D&D podcast and you do know D&D, you are already listening to Critical Role, so you don't need me to tell you about it. Right. Um, because everyone who cares about D&D is listening to Critical Role. Um, and it's it's beautiful. It's beautifully voice acted. It's, oh, it's such a good such a good podcast uh, or YouTube series if you watch it on YouTube. Um, other than that, really anything on the Max Fun Network, um, the McElroy Brothers, uh, or the, sorry, the McElroy Brothers. Um, so My Brother, My Brother and Me. They're also the guys who do uh, The Adventure Zone. Uh, Schmanners, Sawbones, um, basically anything from them I'm a big fan of right now. I've also been listening to My Favorite Murder. Hopped on that train. That is awesome. Nice. You've Chris been busy. Is, I was going to say, Chris has been he, super busy. He has had like a couple months. months to, yeah. To, yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I mean, my social media is pretty dead. <laughs> uh, it says here that I'm Luke. I'm not. Uh, so don't bother following uh, don't bother following me anymore. <laughs> you, can, you can still go follow Luke, though. Yeah, yeah. follow Luke. Um, I mean, if you really want to, I'm Twitterless Chris on Twitter. <laughs> There's some numbers in there. Yeah, good luck finding him. <laughs> yeah, some of the letters, some of the letters are numbers. I don't remember which ones. <laughs> that's 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 our this week's homework for our listeners and or viewers is, is to find to try Chris. and find Chris. Send us a screenshot of when you find Chris on Twitter. Also, We're not giving you any hints. Yeah, also on Instagram. Other than the... Uh, Chris Acker 90 doesn't count as finding me. <laughs> That's an old Twitter that I don't have the password to anymore. So just... It happens to all count. of us at some point, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, Christopher.Thomas.Acker on Instagram. I'm pretty slow at uploading things on there, especially lately because I haven't been drawing as much as I'd like. Um, I did get a, a different job, I think, since the last time I was on here, uh, which is much more um, creative-based, so I'm, I'm writing now. Uh, so I love the job. It's f- amazing. But that also means that a lot of my creative energy isn't going towards drawing anymore. Right. So. Hmm. Chris has obviously been super busy. Uh, yeah, I mean... You asked what I've been up to. Yeah, I did. It's been several months. It's a loaded, so, it's yeah. a loaded answer, and I love this. But, Tyler, what about you? What have you been up to? I have done nothing. <laughs> Actually, no, I had a pretty pretty busy weekend. Um, but in the podcast world, things I did this weekend, I obviously watched Game of Thrones, and I saw Endgame. Um, talk about that a little later. Yep. I beat Mortal Kombat 11 story mode last week on Friday night. I stayed up till about 3 a.m. doing it. Um, the story was good. I'd give it a fanboy worthy. Did a lot of really cool things with um, different timelines and and time travel and interdimensional stuff, which was really fun. So it allowed some of those older characters that have been killed off or some of the older character designs that people really liked. It allowed them to come back. Um, so that was a lot of fun. However, the Towers of Time, I know they're getting an update, so if people are big fans of that, don't grill me, please. I traded Mortal <laughs> Kombat in on Sunday which was yesterday, um, if you're listening later in the week. Crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, I traded it in. It was the first time I've ever traded a game in that quickly. Um, I just I didn't want it to lose its value. <laughs> and I feel that Injustice 2 is a better game. All right. Um, and so if I, can get, if I can get the same experience, like the same or better experience from a game made by the same people 
with characters I like more, I think the smarter choice was for me to trade it in and play Injustice 2, which I still play. Like, I played it two weeks ago. Ooh. So, like, it's it was hard, but I did it, um, which leads me to my next thing. You were talking about couch co-op games. I actually picked up Yoshi's Crafted World Ooh. on the Switch, um, and Dana and I have started playing that. Uh, and I, I think what you said about Overcooked is, like, people who aren't in the video game space... I think Yoshi's Crafted World fits that. It's right. really, really easy for people to play that aren't really um, gamers per se, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to label people, but so it's like two player, four player. We're playing it two player. I don't know that it. I think it's only up to two. Okay, um, but it's really cool. It you know the worlds are made from like arts and craftsy kind of things. There's rubber bands. There's cardboard boxes. You can get like costumes to put on your Yoshi. Um, you can choose which color Yoshi you want to use, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then there's a classic mode and a mellow mode, which mellow mode makes it easier. Um, but it's really fun. Dana and I are having a lot of fun playing that together. Anytime I find a game that I can get her to play with me, it's pretty exciting. Um, so I'm definitely enjoying that. Other than that, I'm still reading the Dark Tower series. I'm on to book two. Uh, not super far. I've been kind of busy. It's been hard to keep up with. But the writing in the second book is a million times better than the first book. Like, <laughs> I can actually follow it now. It's really nice. Nice. But other than that, just kind of been chilling, I guess. Doing yard work and stuff. Dude, I did yard work. Dude. Yeah. It sucks. I played two flag football games yesterday and two softball games. So I feel like my body is going to explode. No more yard work for me. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Just moved into an apartment. Pretty. Something else you did. Yeah. Moving. That's been this entire weekend. Yeah. Oof. On yeah. Well, I went to a wedding this weekend. Nice. So that was that was fun. <laughs> Someone's tweeting or messaging Tyler. Thank you, Lepke. That was that was Nicholas. Super- what are you doing? <laughs> I love it. Luke looks Luke, different. Luke looks different. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll make sure we share that with Luke. Um yeah, so I went to a wet I went to a wedding, had a lot of fun. Um Stephanie and I watched John Wick 1 and 2, um, which she hadn't seen, so right, it was fun right. getting her to... I haven't seen those either. Oh, yeah, you haven't. We should have had you over, too. That's okay. Shame on me. Shame shame on me for not watching them sooner. I don't... Yeah. Once I get my TV hooked up in my new place, you can come over and watch them Watch them 4K? Yeah. I have 4K TV now, too. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I also went and saw a little indie movie that came out called Avengers Endgame. Mm. I saw that twice. It was Is it an indie movie because it's the end of an era? Indie. Because <laughs> it's kind of indie. Indie gamey. Indie. Indie. Uh, no. I You've probably heard about it. it. You've probably watched it by now. Most of you. Not I all of you. If, and that's fine. If not, stay off the internet. Because <laughs> people suck. People this do was suck. the first movie that I saw in theaters since the end of November. Wow. Did he go with us? <laughs> we were talking we're, about this at dinner. If Did you go with us to go see uh, Harry Potter? Not Harry Potter. Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts? I did not, but I saw it with my coworkers. Okay. That was the last one I saw Okay. in theaters. So we weren't crazy. No, you went to dinner with us before we went and before saw Before we yeah. went to it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what we thought. We weren't sure. Sorry, everyone. That was a whole... Tangent. It's a family reunion. It, yeah. Um, and then, of course, I also watched Game of Thrones. So With this gang. Yes. Yeah, we all, we all watched, watched it, it together. together. Yeah, so. Because I'm moving, I didn't have internet the last few days, which, I mean, a great side effect of that meant that <laughs> I got to come hang out with these, with these guys to watch Game of Thrones. Heck yeah. 
Did you almost call us kids? No. It sounded like you were about to call us kids. <laughs> it's fine. I'm a kid. Uh, but that's all I did this week. Anything else? Should we do some news? Some quick news. Some we're going to move yeah. through the news we'll pretty move, quick. We'll move quick. We'll move quick. Let's, let's hit that. Crime news. wave in Gotham. I have two Warner Brothers stories. Water. Oh, nice. Wet. I don't have so. any stories. That's okay. That's okay. I only have one story. Okay. Literally, first off, there wasn't a ton of news this there week. There really to wasn't. Begin with. I don't think anybody wanted to crowd the space that was this weekend, though, either. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have one piece of news that I know you guys have already talked about because it came out weeks ago. Oh, and I really, you, are I really you excited about it? I hope one of you guys talked about it, at least because I'm very excited about okay, it. Okay, well, lead with it. And that is Link's Awakening oh, remake yeah, we coming to the Switch. It. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, That's. We- like, I know it's a remake, and it's a remake of a Game Boy game. But it's gorgeous. But I haven't been this excited for a game in a long time. <laughs> I'm yeah. more excited for this than I was for Breath of the Wild coming out. I'm more excited for this than I was for Smash coming out. <laughs> That's awesome. This was the first Zelda game I ever played. See, I'm excited because I haven't played it. Yeah, I'm like, right there with having, you. Having Breath of the Wild being kind of that first foray into the world of Zelda, mm-hmm. now I'm like, ooh, like, this is one that people get excited, get really yeah. excited about, and so... You know, for me, that's why it's exciting. It's a new adventure. It'll be really nice to have a more traditional Zelda on mm-hmm. the Switch. That's like a little more linear. Yeah. Than because Bre- like Breath of the Wild, amazing, beautiful, open world, awesome. Yeah. But like to have some just classic Zelda with dungeons and yeah and all that and yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So excited, Tyler. You had some Warner Brothers news. Yeah, so Fantastic Beasts 3, which, because it doesn't have a title yet, uh, got its release date today. It will be November 12, 2021, which is my five-year wedding anniversary. Oh. So that's kind of cool. Congratulations in advance. Thanks. You know, from the future. From the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then also Dave Dasmalshian is, I guess he's, I don't know, I think it said he was joining. Joining the Suicide Squad by James Gunn. Um, if you don't know who that is, he is Kurt from the Ant-Man movies. He is the weird cop in the Dark Knight in the back <laughs> of the ambulance. He is one of the psycho dudes from Bird Box. Um, he does kind of have a crazy face. He does. He has a very crazy face. I actually saw him at Planet Comic Con a couple years ago. Thanks. And he said he wanted to... <laughs> Kind of looks like Chris. Before we started filming, he <laughs> called him my doppelganger. So, um, but he, he said he would like to play the Joker at some point in his career. So that's interesting. I don't think he'll ever get to play the Joker. But Probably hey, not. You know. But here we are. It's fine. Um, Luke suggested. I sorry. This just reminded no, me. Luke had it. suggested me to watch Gotham before this episode. I watched a scene of the Joker interacting with Gordon, and I was just like, Nah, I'm not gonna watch that. I'm good. So I didn't watch it. Luke, if you're listening, sorry. Sorry. I didn't watch either, but he didn't recommend it to me. So Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's Hit fun. your news story, because this is going to launch us into something, oh, I think. Oh, okay. I think looks like Leroy may have already jumped the gun on you. <laughs> he beat Leroy you in it. the chat. Leroy Kelly. Uh, yes. So Avengers Endgame. Uh, and this is not estimated. I have estimated, because I wrote this before it was confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, hit $357 million domestic over the this weekend. <laughs> Three-day total. That is insane. Um, and So that's huge, obviously, uh, smashing past... Uh, Infinity War? <laughs> inf- 
Infinity. Yes, Infinity War. Yeah, it beat Star Wars is opening day. Star Wars had opening day record with 119, 119 million. Beat it, that by hitting 150. It also had the th- it beat Star Wars Thursday night. Yes, by, it, th- by three like million. Three million. Yeah. Yeah. 50, uh, 60 million compared mm-hmm. to 57 million dollars. We're, we're talking money here. If I haven't said that yet. Yeah. Um, and then uh, globally, worldwide box office over five days because it released like a like two days ahead of mm-hmm. us, depending where you were at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's earned 1.2 billion, so it hit 1.2 billion by Sunday night, which is the fastest to a billion. It's that's insane. It's gonna be the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. It's gonna. It hit two point two. It's gonna hit that. I think. I think uh, Infinity War had two point two. You know how many people are like, I'm gonna go see this later, so the theaters die down a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be loaded all weekend. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my uh, my parents t- tonight. We, my sister and I, <laughs> convinced them to go. Like they're gonna be in town, and we're like, you should on Saturday. We were like, you should go on Monday when you're in. Wichita, and they're like, okay, should we, like, do they have, like, reserve seats now? I'm like, yes, they're all reserve seats, and she's like, I'm glad, on Saturday, she was like, my mom said, I'm glad you told us to reserve tickets now, <laughs> because the theater was almost full. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a, sa- on Saturday for a Monday showing. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna, it's it gonna is gonna, gonna so roll over everything for the next two weeks, probably. I mean, it'll roll over everything for the next month, but, like, it's still gonna have huge returns this whole next week, week and a half before it finally starts like oh, yeah, it's dipping be, down. It's gonna be number one in the box office for a long, long, long time, probably as long as it's in the theater. Until, uh, yeah, until Aladdin. Probably. Yeah, like, I just remember like when Wonder Woman came out. Like so many other movies came out afterwards, they were like, "Oh, it, it'll probably do better." Wonder Woman had been out for weeks and was still just no. We're still number one. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter if this new movie came out. We're still number one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> it's still sold out in South Carolina. Oh, my gosh. That is wild. Yeah. That it's, is so crazy. It's insane. Okay. That's, I, uh, let's let's just roll that into our non-spoiler. So, we're still not, not doing spoilers, but our non-spoiler in-game review... An impression. An impression. Uh, it's, so less of a review, more of an impression. Yeah. Um, right after we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna do um, quick programming note. I guess we're gonna do our impressions for Endgame. We're gonna do our impressions for Game of Thrones. Both non-spoilers. So you're safe for now. Um, then we'll do fan box real quick. At that point, we're gonna actually end this video. We're gonna take like a five minute break. We're gonna then we'll hop into spoilers and a whole new video, so I hope you guys stick around for that. Um, if you've seen it, yes, yes. If you haven't seen it, don't do that. Don't yeah. Hold off <laughs> until you go can't watch see. it and then come back <laughs> and, then and come watch back. the video. Exactly. Um, okay, so what do you guys think of Endgame? Non spoilers. Chris, kick us off. All right, I think that I mean it was it felt like a fitting cap to all that we've seen so far mm-hmm. um, of the the Avengers saga. Um, I definitely think that it was a bit of a nostalgia trip, yep. which, uh, I mean, yeah, we all knew that's what it was going to be. I, I think, think so, yeah. Um, and so it's just like, 
hey, here's this character. Here, hey, here's that character. Hey, here's another character. <laughs> um, but, I mean, for me, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I think in almost any other franchise, I would have been like, no, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Like, um, especially in like a, like a nerd culture franchise. But I feel like Marvel has just been so prolific that like everybody's on board with it. I don't think there's many people that are going to go watch this movie that haven't seen previous Marvel movies. Right. So I felt like it was fitting, and I felt like it, in a lot of ways, gave us a good. It gave us closure to the current chapter of Marvel. Yeah. I think that's a that's a good way to wrap that up. It is. Um, Tyler. I I will say it in a tweet. Um, Endgame is a giant love letter to the MCU and its fans. Yeah. That's that's my impression of the movie. Um, I I loved it. I had a lot of fun. I did not cry. Uh, like how dare you? Like a lot of people talked about Just crying. Kidding. I did not. Um, you don't have to cry. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and it, it certainly doesn't make you any less of a fan if you didn't cry or mm-hmm. whatever. But um no, I mean it's it was really good. I had a lot of fun with it. It was really cool. I mean, I just it blows my mind how Marvel is able to get so many actors on board with what they're doing. Um and so it just it's it's mind-blowing. It's hard to talk about, but yeah, are these these whole impressions are going to go quick because they yeah. are hard to talk about without without spoiling without anything. Spoiling anything. Um, um your turn, Brett. What okay. you got? I said, yeah, this is like a little bit like uh, Chris over there was saying, this is the culmination of a decade of Marvel movies, right? This is, it's it's more like a series finale to mm-hmm. a show than like a traditional end of the franchise film. Um, it does, I think it does, I'm going to use this word, I don't like this word, fan service. It does fan service right um, in that it's not cheap, it's not cynical, it's not throw you a name, throw you a bone, just because we know it'll make you happy. Right. They've earned it over the last 10 years. Absolutely. Um, it does a great job of reminding the audience of who these characters were, the adventures they've experienced, and who they become. Well, I think they nailed it. So I think, to that point, it does... So you, you think of like fan service in the early Marvel movies. It's, hey, remember this name from the comics? <laughs> yeah. And now they have such a backlog of Marvel movies that are all connected to this that they can, it doesn't have to be, hey, remember this thing from the comic. It's, hey, here's a callback to something in this universe, a movie in this universe. Yep. Um, And so I think that makes a big difference with with some of the fan service type stuff. Yep. It just, it, it blows my mind to think about this movie because I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this again. And if we do, it's it's going to be from Marvel. It, it'll be interesting. I think there's only one other movie that's accomplished something. It's not even on the same level. It's similar, but it's it's on a different level. Um, and that would be Return of the King. Mm-hmm. Like, Return of the King was phenomenal in its own right. Um, a cult, Like, a cultural event. But it didn't have the backing of what 22 movies of 22 movies which is just yeah. what blows my mind that yeah. marvel was able to do to, you know string this along for so long from something that was such not a sure thing even like going into like phase two it was like 
Well, if they're popular, but you know, we got we got Iron Man two, and we got. Well, it's so funny if you Thor two. I was gonna say if you look back, the first Disney movie was Thor two. Yeah. The first uh, movie. Where Disney, Disney was, did with Marvel was had, Thor like, two, which is them. the worst Marvel movie, and then they followed that up with the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And it's like. Okay, so we went from the worst movie <laughs> to the best movie, which is also where they found the Russo brothers. Yeah, and that's been one of those threads through the whole MCU mm-hmm. is the Russo brothers. It will be very interesting Going now, now that they are they're saying you know we're we're taking a break from Marvel, which totally get. Yeah, I get it. That yeah. Go do your go. You've earned it. Go do your twenty one bridges. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll see that one. <laughs> um. So real quick, we ran a poll on Twitter for people who had seen it um, on whether they loved it, liked it, thought it was okay, or it was just not for me. Overwhelmingly, 81% said they loved it. Uh, 15% liked it. No one thought it was okay. And then the 4% said not for me. So, um, obviously there's, like, <clears throat> again, it's hard to please everyone. Oh, there's going to be some people who, not cynically necessarily, but had probably an idea of what this film was in their minds and it didn't live up to those expectations Mm -hmm. and it's not for you and that's okay something else like oh don't you say it don't you say it (laughs) well like i know so for me i've been kind of drifting from superhero movies for Mm -hmm. a while now i think i've even back when i was on the on the podcast as a as a regular host I'd mentioned, you know, people are getting burnt out on superhero movies. Um, so for me, I had to, like, consciously put myself back in the, like, super hyped for superhero movies mindset. Like, I had to, like, make that decision yeah. to go into this movie in that mindset. Right. So I definitely think that there are some people that, like, there's, they're not going to get themselves into that mindset. Sure. And so that's where that 4% comes from. I yeah. don't think that, like... I'm not surprised that there was no no one who said it was just okay because I think it's one of those things where it's like it's good and if but if it's not if it's not your style if it's not your genre then you're not going to like it right if you like the genre at all you're not going to say it's just okay yeah yeah true very true I put loved it on there I did too <laughs> um, real quick we'll give our uh, fanboy reviews uh, scale. Um, and then we'll move on to, do we want to do, I don't, do we even want to talk about it anymore for um, non-spoilers? Um, I guess if you can give some non-spoiler pros and cons, oh yeah, so, we can do that. I mean, I think, I think pros, we've hit a lot of pros already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if I can say anything more about pros. It's so <laughs> hard. For, like, there's just so many spoilers, and there's so many yeah. opportunities to say something that would spoil something, and that's something we really don't want to do for anybody who may be listening that didn't yeah. watch the movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, for cons, for me, it was definitely pretty tropey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's also part of super the superhero genre. Yeah. Um, in, in some ways, which, I mean, yeah, that's part of, probably part of why I've kind of been drifting from it personally, but... Uh, yeah, for me, there was some times where they they almost, like, hung a lantern on some things a little too... Yeah. Like, too much. <laughs> um, That's fair. But still, overall, I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. I mean, I don't think that it's, like... I don't necessarily think it's, like, the cinematic masterpiece 
that some other people may think it is, but I thought it was a ton of fun. I think it's going to be the best movie of the summer. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I had a, I, I, my only real con, I think, is that the opening act might be a little slow. Um, but again, I liked everything they had in there. Mm-hmm. It was just maybe if you could like pick it up just a little bit, but that's like a super nitpicky complaint for me. Like I don't mind three hour movies. <laughs> I know I'm probably in the minority there. Maybe, it, maybe not after this movie, but I would say one of my biggest pros is that, and, and you saw it twice. Yes. I only saw it once. Um, but my, one of my biggest pros is that it's a three hour movie that doesn't quite feel like one. Um, I remember specifically there's a moment where I was like, all right, on to the second half of the movie. And then I looked at the time and I was like, oh, it's almost over. It's kind of weird. I will say that it did not feel like it, like mentally in my brain watching it, but it 100% felt like a three hour movie in my bladder. Yeah. (laughs) That's a, that's a brutal, brutal place to be. That is a brutal place to be. So, um, I don't, I don't uh, know. I mean, we'll talk way other, more about it in spoilers. My yeah. only con, I guess, is the same as you. I I thought the opening, is, it's a little slow. But um, when you're taking all of that in for the first time and, and you're just kind of seeing everything and, and what has transpired, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it it brings you back to, like, where it all started, I guess, like with the characters you love and stuff. It was really fun. Yep. Agreed. Um, so I will say that yeah. I have one major... Like, just real plot hole that's, that I'm really struggling with. And I'll talk more about that when we talk about spoilers. Oh, that's called a tease right there. Ooh. He just set that up so good. See, I still got it. You I still got, got it. it. You do got it. Um, <laughs> Back like he never left. <laughs> I'm going to give this a booyah just because I think it earned it. Maybe, you know, the movie itself is not perfect. No. But it's... It, I don't know, the heavy lifting maybe was done by a bunch of other movies and mm. that just made it so much easier to enjoy and and forgiving of any of the small little nitpicks I had. So I'll give it a booyah. I would I would agree with that. I I think that if it was another franchise, if it was the exact same movie with just different characters, like just rename the characters in that same movie, probably wouldn't give it a booyah. But I think because you have those 22 other movies backing it up, it really builds it out and it lets you just enjoy this movie. Um, and so, yeah, I'd give it a booyah for the same reason that they gave Return of the King Best Picture. Yeah. Because of the movies that came before it. Yep. I'm going to be different. I'm going to give it a fanboy worthy. Um, not not to take anything away from it being a great movie, just that it's a movie with a lot of homework. It and is. And I think that in itself makes it a little bit more difficult um, for, for people who maybe are late to the party. Sure. You know what I mean? And yep. and that's not to discredit the movie, but if we're giving it booyahs based on the 22 movies to back it up, I think you also have to look at the other side of that. You can make an argument. Um, and so totally. I, I would say it's fanboy worthy. I think it's it's an awesome thing, and I, I'm so happy that I was alive to, to see that because I don't think, we'll, like I said, we'll see anything like that again. Um, but... Yeah, it's fanboy worthy for me. I was I was very much going back and forth for your for your exact same reason, um, and the reason that I landed on Booyah was just because Marvel specifically has been so just prolific with their movies. Oh, they're so good. Um, yeah. And so 
yeah, whenever a Marvel movie comes out, that's what people are going to go see, I think. Mm-hmm. I think really since, oof, maybe the first Avengers movie. Um, I feel like it's really been like a thing of a new, a new movie comes out, you go see it. I mean, yeah, it had those missteps with Iron Man 2 and Thor in the Dark, Thor the Dark World. But then really since uh, Winter Soldier, I don't think they've made a bad movie. I mean, they've made movies that weren't as good as the others. Weren't as good as the others. But yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's impressive. It it seriously is. And uh, I'll clap my hands to Kevin Feige for for what he has done for the Mm -hmm. last 11 years. Because you got to be cut from a different cloth to keep all that in order. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That dude is crazy. He's a machine. Okay, let's do uh, some... Talk some thrones. Yeah, we'll we'll uh non We're gonna non spoiler this dim thrones. Again, non spoilers. Non spoiler spoilers. Alright, what are your non spoiler impressions? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I concur. Um <laughs> let's here's here's what I'll say. I'll say this was not my favorite episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> It certainly wasn't my favorite battle episode of Game of Thrones. Don't shoot! Please, don't shoot! (laughs) Uh, That said, I think it had some really incredible moments in there, in the episode, that, like, make watching the episode worth it. Like, I think it's a little bit of work, but the work is paid off for the most part. There's one thing, again... Total big spoiler that I will talk about later that I really don't like about it. But again, we're not we're not done with this season. So yeah. there's three more episodes where they could totally still swing something back at me and redeem. Not it's not even redeeming themselves. It's just making a making aspect feel, of the story important again. Making me feel okay with the decision. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I'll go last. I like going last. For what it gave us, it did not need to be as long as it was. It was very long. I think it was too long. And I think that the hype really hurt it. I think that, you know, we've been hearing like, oh, like, I mean, even just, you know, the episode title, I go with the battle for Winterfell. Like, I think that it, like, it had positioned itself to be something it wasn't that it wasn't and yeah. it positioned itself to be something that would this was positioned to be the season finale mm-hmm. in, yeah. in how they were talking about yes. it Am which I... really confused me and now that I've seen the episode I understand this was not the season finale yeah, yeah. and that's, and that's w- okay but again setting expectations and their marketing team of I just don't think their marketing team did them any justice mm-hmm. in setting those expectations like that I agree I think if this episode had just... First of all, they didn't need to market this episode at all. <laughs> People were going to watch it. Like, they've marketed the series enough that you're not going to just not watch this episode. And I think that that would have been a better choice, honestly. Like, just been like, yeah, here's the next episode. We'll have another one next week. <laughs> like, so, I'll give my impressions. I'm very excited for next week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not because of anything in particular but i'm excited for next week because this episode does not make me lose faith in the show at all no um but i did not like this episode 
I thought, so two things. One, you can get everything you need from this episode in about 12 minutes. Yep. Uh, the other, number two is Game of Thrones is at its best when conversations and military mobilization are moving the plot. And I didn't feel like there was any of that. Um, that's not a, I don't think that's a spoiler, but I mean, this, I, this whole episode is a battle. It's a battle. It's I mean, it's just it's, a battle it's, and marketed it's, as the longest battle in TV and film history. Yeah. Um, but hey, <laughs> longest Chris clearly has l- some issues. Longest with that does not mean best quality. And <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, but no, I just felt like they were being real generous with the definition of battle. Do you? Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of people. That's fair. Yeah. Do you have like a black screen that you can put up there? I want to show you my favorite screenshot from the episode. Just a black screen. I where can't you just put a black screen up. Well, there. I mean, I couldn't see anything I watched last night, anyways. <laughs> so I just wanted to give the viewers exactly. The yeah, I mean, that's about the same. Yeah. Um, no, it's just too dark. I. I don't know. It's not. That's funny. I like that. I don't think it's the worst episode ever, but it's definitely the weakest of the season so far. Which I do think that that that's a limitation of streaming. Like yeah, yeah. Brett, yeah. Brett and I talked about like <sighs> get this thing on 4K HDR. Probably oh, looks no, pretty 4K good. 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. I bet it looks a bet whole lot better than what we saw. Amazing. I was seeing there were some people that I follow on Twitter who were like watching it in a theater. I was like, oh, wow. oh my! I would kill for that. I think because of what they weren't streamed, like they, I guess they yeah. actually had like. I think if this was the only and first Game of Thrones episode that I got to see in the theater, I would be pretty disappointed. There's a lot of other episodes that I would have rather rather seen. experience with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Nick says, "Turn the brightness up." <laughs> I will next time I watch it. I'm going to turn my TV brightness to the top level. I refuse. <laughs> I have mine set pristinely perfect. <laughs> I built this for movies. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I just think, like you guys both mentioned, the marketing for this episode really got us thinking it was something else. Um, I also think you're riding the high of Endgame. You're riding the high of, this is one of the best entertainment weekends ever in life. And and you get there, and you're so excited for Sunday night, and I just, I felt like there just wasn't enough in the episode to, to keep me jacked up. Yeah. Well, I feel like it was a really it was a it was a major contrast from the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Oh, think, and I have one other thing. Too, I don't so. think that this is spoilers, but the previous episode was just so much more, just like relationships. That and for me, that's like that's what I value in the show is developing those relationships between different people and seeing seeing kind of what happens there. And I just felt like that was really lacking. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and, and we kind of talked about this last time we were watching it as a group, um, the amount of of dangling the carrot in your face that yeah. this episode does is so frustrating. Um, and I can't get into more of that, but I just wanted to say that because I feel like it's worth mentioning. Yeah. We'll have lots more to say in uh, on our spoilers but, video. Yeah, definitely. Um, I... I don't know. Without going into spoilers, I I don't think I can talk more about it. No, we yeah. sound really brutal. When we talk spoilers, you'll realize there are a lot of things about this right, about this right, episode right. I really really liked. There are things I liked as well. I just it's it's hard to talk about those things without spoiling things. It's a little bit like uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings when Bilbo was talking about butter spread over too much bread. <laughs> it's like just just smaller piece of bread. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do think. 
that it will end up being the weaker episode of the season. Yeah. Probably. Um, it's the lowest rated. And this season is the lowest rated. Which is interesting. It's probably because That doesn't episode. surprise me. There's aspects missing from the show that made the previous seasons a lot more interesting. Like um, a unique fantasy. For the same reasons that like... And it's something that... Like... When you're learning to write, you're told not to do, but it's worked so well for Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In that it, in previous seasons and in Lord of the Rings, they go between so many different locations and different characters. And, you know, most stories, it's here's your main character, we're going to focus on it. You know, in Lord of the Rings, there's not a main character. Yo, maybe it's Frodo. Frodo's the worst character in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, Frodo sucks. <laughs> the interesting parts of Lord of the Rings are following all the other characters. The interesting parts of Game of Thrones is jumping between character and character, following all these different characters, going to all these different parts of this, of this world they've created. And now, in this season, you are in Winterfell and you are in King's Landing. And... You're not, Hardly. You're not following all of these because because the characters have either converged or they've died. Yeah. And so we don't have that like bouncing between all these people seeing like, oh, what's happening here? How does that affect the people over here? What's going to go on over here because of that? And so we're just we're missing that really key aspect that's been through all the other seasons. Yeah. West, Westeros is starting to feel really small. Yes. Yeah. 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 I follow you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think um, it's... I think that's as far as we can get without spoiling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll say my uh, my my rating for it is a uh, Matthew McConaughey because I think it's all right, all right, all right. I think it's all right, all right, all right as well. I I will agree with you. That's uh, three Matthew McConaughey's. Yeah, that's a lot of Matthew McConaughey. What would three Matthew McConaughey's on a podcast look like? I well, if we're if they're talking about this episode, I'm going to say the Man in Black, <laughs> Beach Bum. <laughs> and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm down for that. I think, I'd listen. To I that. think those three McConaughey's fit that this episode. Well, but before we get into <laughs> any spoilers, let's do the fun ball. Man, you guys got so much fancier <laughs> since I've been here. <laughs> well, we've been working at it for a long time. I would say it's been a slow, slow grind. Um, all right. Oh, the lovely and wonderful Steitson asked a question on Twitter today. Oh, wait. Make sure there's no spoilers in that. The second part is fine, I think. Okay. Um, Brienne and Jamie, or Brienne and Tormund for Game of Thrones relationship, which would you pick? Uh... <laughs> I, I vote Tormund. <laughs> that dude has been laying the groundwork for too long. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tormund because she needs somebody to balance her out in the other direction. She's <laughs> like she's real stern and <laughs> she needs she needs some wilding. I'm gonna say Jamie because clearly you guys haven't been watching her, you know, give eyes. She doesn't have eyes for Torment. She oh, has yeah, eyes no. for Jamie. Yeah, she no. I want. No. I just want her to be happy. I'm gonna agree with that. Another, uh... I wish that she had <laughs> eyes for Torment, but I know it's not gonna happen. Yeah. But, so I think it'll happen. All right. Oh, and then Luke Zilke. Luke. 
Hey. He's not over there today. Yeah, because that's... he's in Nepal. Yeah, he's he's on the other side of the he's world. He's international traveling. Hey. He was a. Uh, he tweeted at us, uh, international repping of what the fanboy, he, he was wearing his what the fanboy shirt. If you could go anywhere, real place or not, where would you go? <laughs> so this is with the caveat because I'd have to alter the place a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I would go to the Shire if you just like enlarge it a little so that I could fit. <laughs> yeah, you're a little too tall. Yeah. You'd have to walk like this all yeah. the time. I don't want to be like Gandalf hitting my head in all the buildings I walk into. Yeah. But just oh, it'd be so peaceful. Oh, it'd be so nice. I'll go with a, a different fantasy world. Um, Allegasia from the Aragorn Inheritance Cycle. Mm. Aragorn mm. or Aragon, eldest singer Inheritance. God, do not listen to those audiobooks. They're rough. I have two answers. I have a fake one and a real one. Real one. <laughs> I would love to go to Rome. That, that has been since I was a kid. Where I want to go. Really want to see what's left of. Coliseum. Sounds great. Yeah, I want to go there. Uh, also, I would go to the Oasis from Ready Player One. <laughs> the book version. So you can go to all of the places? Yep. There you go. The book I version. <laughs> so like, just like... I would go to Oklahoma City in 2044. Yeah, just like in a van, in a... Yep. <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world and just hang out in that van. That is right. All right. Let's do my own thing. That works for me. Okay. That actually wraps up our show way earlier than normal but that's okay because we're not going anywhere stick around we're we just... are going to end this stream and in about five ish minutes i have to do some setup um we'll be talking about avengers Game spoilers um and then after that we'll do we'll do another quick little break and we'll talk about game of thrones so that's right um obviously if you can't watch it right now Come back. Come back. They will be on the we'll channel. They'll be on YouTube. They'll also be on the uh, on the stream. You can find us at What the Fanboy. Um, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. You can find whatthefanboy.com just takes you straight to the YouTube. It page. does. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get the site up eventually. <laughs> but for now, you can type that in. You'll get to see the videos. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So we'll hopefully stick around. We'll hopefully we'll see you in a few minutes. See ya. See ya. Hey.